Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Taproom and Beer Sanctuary. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, noon to 9 p.m. Bring your groove and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Swing by the Lagunitas Taproom in Pilsen or find some near you at Lagunitas.com. Life is uncertain. Don't, Don't sip! I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Social media and why it's pretty bad, actually. That sounds wrong. Yeah. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, how are you doing? Oh my goodness! What? I have... I admitted to myself recently that I have a lot going on. I find this shocking for someone who's getting married in two months. Two months, yeah. I think uh, my partner and I have done a good job of making wedding planning not stressful, but there's really nothing. There's you can't get around the fact that like I do need clothes that fit. Yes. Like I do need to. I do need to like get my dress altered, and I do need to like send some emails. Like there's really no getting around that. Um, right, right before this, actually, I just we got an email from uh like the venue person like the person that's like in charge of the area we're getting married and um <laughs> and she said she's actually pregnant and uh her due date is like a little bit a couple weeks after our wedding whoa i know and john and i are she's gonna have it at your wedding I know. <laughs> so my partner and i are brainstorming all the ways we want to reply uh you didn't really ask us about okay <laughs> congratulations i guess um you couldn't check with us? That was okay? Well, now I'm Googling ways to induce labor. <laughs> Eating spicy things. It says, have sex. Take I'll, castor oil. Slipper some some primrose, evening primrose oil. Oh my God, if there's a baby born at the wedding, that's fine. It's as long as it's not contagious. I don't want any of that baby energy. Keep it away from me. Try nipple stimulation. Oh, I'll let her know. <laughs> this is posted on... <laughs> I'm going to send her an email that says... Have you tried nipple <laughs> stimulation? <laughs> That's all it's going to say. <laughs> she wrote me five paragraphs about like, oh, we're so excited. Here's some vendor thing. Here's leave mind. Um, really excited. Your wedding will be beautiful. Have you tried nipple <laughs> stimulation? Jen, I demand that a woman have a baby at your wedding or my money back. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to make something exciting happen. Maybe someone will faint. Oh. that's That could happen. I have some family members that are getting up there in years. I mean, I have fainted at a wedding. Oh, yeah. You yeah. have to sit down. My wedding is not outside. That is so good. Yeah. <laughs> not outside in July in Chicago. I don't know. I just thought that maybe we shouldn't With do that. two layers of Yeah, dress. I might faint. Yeah, you might. We might all faint. <laughs> There might, I don't know, I'm just imagining like the Joker sleeping us like some like sleeping smoke something. Or something weird is going to happen because, yeah. because there's people inside a place for a couple hours. So someone's going to say something terrible to another person. Someone's going to faint. Baby might be born. I'm still looking at ways. Okay, what else you got? So you, you have you tried the nipple stimulation though? Okay. Uh, eat spicy food. I, I really, it's just like, I think these I are all see fake. you following this woman around feeding her things. <laughs> I'm just like, would you like this vial of castor oil? No reason. Why would oil, like, that seems so wrong. Like, adding oil, it's not like it's going to slip the baby oh, out. Oh, it makes total sense. You make, you get, you lube it up downtown. Like, your intestines aren't connected to the vagina. Oh, sure they are. It's, okay, like, maybe if you stuck primrose oil on your cervix, and maybe it'll slide the baby maybe out. Maybe that'll encourage it. Maybe you just get close to the downtown, and you're like, come on, 
Come on. Come out or else I'm giving you castor it's time oil. To, it's time to get hatched. I'm going to give you all the stuff you don't want. Oh, God. My, uh, my friend who was pregnant uh, before she's since had the baby, but she told me that when she was at a checkup like a month, month out from her due date, and she, she told her nurse, like, I keep getting nosebleeds. Like, is that part of pregnancy? And the nurse said, yeah, absolutely. You'll start to notice that everything in your body just starts to loosen up. Get ready for the ah! baby. And that's when I leaned over and vomited on her <laughs> shoes. <laughs> what do you mean loosen yeah, up? Yeah, just like all the gunk inside your body starts preparing. But for like, okay. The, make, it's called making an exit strategy. But the nosebleed, okay. So nosebleeds are caused by like blood from your capillaries inside of your nose. So your capillaries are just popping off. Yeah. Apparently, according ba- to weigh it for baby. Feel free to weigh in any doctors out there if this if this was oh, correct. I, uh, I I hope to never be pregnant, <laughs> but should I be cursed with such a situation, I would want to be pregnant at the same time as someone else so we could complain together. Oh, absolutely! I thought you were going to say compare. No, oh, compa- <laughs> compare our body yeah, horror. Yeah, how, yeah. how many places on you are bleeding? Yeah, yeah. Are you leaking from anywhere interesting today? Yeah. Uh, uh, these questions have nothing to do. Yeah, sorry with about any all of that. This. No, I'm not. It's important for everyone to know just how bad being pregnant is. Yep, it's not good. Um, these questions are about situations that are similarly not good. Yeah, good transition. That's all I got. Nice transition. That's all I got today. Um, so we've got some questions about Twitter. We got some questions about Facebook. Let's talk about what social media is in our lives. Why it's so easy to uh, allow it to prey upon our personal information, and how to block someone. Jen, do you want to read the first? Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna eat pretzels while you do it. Do it up. There's some hummus over here. It's yummus. You want some? <laughs> this is a mostly empty M- hummus who container. who left that in the fridge? That's irresponsible. Like, this is just crusty chunks. <laughs> yep, sure is. Thought we were done talking about pregnancy. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Hi, Jen and Trin. I have a number of friends on Twitter whose friendships are fun and meaningful to me. The issue I'm having is with a particular individual. We can call them Lois. The pronouns are they, them. Who is a friend of someone I admire very much. Let's call him Bramf. Trin trin named these people. The asker put an L and B, and I just found that too confusing. No men in black names. Give them real names. Lois and Bramf. Pronounce he him. We all know each other through Twitter, and I think both Lois and I see Bramf as sort of a surrogate big brother. So we got three three people here. Asker, Lois, and surrogate big brother named Bramf. Bramf. I was introduced to Lois a few years ago when Bramf put together an online D&D campaign with a few other Twitter people. During the course of the campaign, everyone followed everyone on Twitter. Over the last couple of years since the game, Lois has been doing openness and vulnerability at me in a way that is overwhelming, inorganic, and uncomfortable. It's a lot of trying to generate friendship and closeness where it really doesn't exist or have roots. They've been telling me they love me and how much I mean to them, trying to find and create shared jokes with me and my partner, who's also part of the Twitter community. They're sharing things about themselves that are extremely personal and private, like specific and intimate relationship details. Vagina talk. If I don't respond to their jokes, they then subtweet about making a bad joke and worrying that they, have ar- that they have angered or lost a friend over it. They have a habit of unsubtle subtweeting. I've long since stopped responding to their private messages. I tried muting Lois to lower the amount of space they took up in my feed. I don't enjoy many of their hot takes. And in the hope that less interaction from me would lead to a natural drift and distance. That hasn't worked. Most recently, I tried a soft block. That lasted about two weeks before Lois tweeted at me to say that Twitter must have made us unfollow each other, and here's where the stumbling block comes in for me. In any other situation, I would have ignored the comment or just fully committed to blocking them, 
but I don't want to run the risk of alienating or losing the friendship with Bram. I haven't approached Bram about this because I don't know how. From my vantage point, he seems to really enjoy his friendship and interactions with Lois. Maybe Bram possesses a level of patience that I don't. Maybe he has a better understanding of Lois that lets him shrug it off. Whatever the case, I worry about losing Bram if I tell Lois that I'm not interested in being friends or if I block them. I am at a loss for how to move forward. Any ideas for how to slow or mitigate this or even get the full break that is ideal? Okay, so let's go through the facts of what we have. So, one, everyone used to follow each other on Twitter, but it has been years, plural, since the game happened. Yeah, since the D&D campaign that brought everyone together. Yes. So the asker has not been reciprocating this friendship. The asker and Bramf seems like neither of you have done anything terribly wrong. Lois seems to be much younger. Maybe the asker is a little younger as well. Bramf seems to be older. Also, I, I wasn't sure how the blocking situation resolved, but I think that because you said I would normally just not do anything about this, I think you must have rethought of them on Twitter, right? Yeah, sound- something. Okay, so this is hard. And especially with somebody who's younger and, and emotionally volatile, this is going to be hard. Yeah, they're sharing personal details, probably about their sadness. They're probably not sharing personal details that are really happy and great. They're probably like, you know, and that's that's really tricky, right? Because you don't want to be mean to someone who's sad. Yeah, they're tweeting about all their their leaks and uh, their their. God, imagine listening to that. Right, but their Twitter etiquette is so bad, Trin. Yeah, oh, no, it's man. super bad. Like the whole like, oh, we must have unfollowed each other. Like that's oh. oof, oof. I've had that. That yeah. happened to me once. Oh lordy! And I just ignored it and left them unblocked and left them blocked. Good. But uh, okay, so here's. I the have thing. had many versions of this as well. It is so pushy and uncomfortable. They're not considering how you feel at all. Their Twitter etiquette is very bad. Yeah, that man, and isn't that like the main crux of Lois's uh, all online relationships? Is that Lois is only considering how sharing things makes them feel. They're not considering how the people who are receiving this information feel. Right. And then even though they they then subtweet and they're like, I hope I didn't make a bad joke or make them feel bad. That's still about Lois. Lois is still only worried about Lois. Yeah. Lois is not worried about somebody figuring out that it was a subtweet. Lois has probably probably would have said that to you directly, but they found a sneaky way to express their Ooh, feelings. Oh, we have no idea what you mean. Yeah. Subtweets never work, y'all. Subtweets have never been subtle. Nothing. They, they're not. Everyone knows who you're talking about. It feels very AIM, seventh grade, and nothing productive has ever come of it. I'm very anti-subtweet. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Uh, unless it's of companies. Yeah, of course. And this is about brands. Then then do your thing. So uh, here's the problem. You are in a situation where we need to weigh some possibilities. It seems unlikely to me, based on the information that you gave us, that Bramf would cut off ties with you for not wanting to be friends with Lois. It's been years since your game. It's not like you guys live close to each other and like go out to, to hang out every now and again. So consider actually what the likelihood of that is and how much that's worth to you. And then you've got to consider what are the possible consequences of having a conversation with Lois to say, hey, this is just not working for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I doubt Bramf will cut you off. That's, I just, that's, that's just not really what adults do. Right. And yeah. how would that conversation even go? Just be like, well, you got to be friends with all my friends. You can't be friends with me. I'm Bramf. Yeah, like, no. I just, you're not going to break up this group. Like, no. it's, I just don't, especially because you have your partner and your partner's definitely on your side. Yeah. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. And there's, I think, 
there's a very little possibility that you're the only person from the D&D group who is annoyed with the way that Lois tweets. I was just going to say that same thing. Bramph knows. Yeah. Probably the whole group knows. Bramph may have a different level of patience. Or they just have, have them muted. Yeah. Uh, they might mute them and unmute them. Um, what you're, you're seeing Bramph be very nice to this person on Twitter is kind of what it sounds like, but that doesn't mean they're not annoyed by them. And it also doesn't mean that they're reading all of Lois's tweets. The other option is that Bramph is reading all of Lois's tweets, and it's kind of like, you know, that thing, that feeling that you get from watching, like, Dawson's Creek or The O.C. You know, it's like, this is just an interesting story. I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, okay, well— you know, subtweets are interesting. Like, I don't hate to follow anyone, but I do follow highly emotional people online because I do like to see their drama. Oh, my gosh. That is so right. I uh, I don't hate to follow anyone either. There are some hate people I check up on. Yeah. Like, I'm curious what's going on over there. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I need to. Need this to is why I don't. Down. This is why I don't do this. Right. So I, I feel like if you weigh everything. If you weigh the benefit of having Lois away and the emotional cost that is, you know, going on in your Twitter feed against, is Bramph likely to not be your friend anymore? And also, would you want to be friends with Bramph if he was like, no, you must be friends with everyone? Yeah, that'd like, be so weird. Like, literally brainstorm what the worst thing Bramph could say, because they probably won't say it. I just think that— you, it, Okay, Bramph could cut you off, but it would be deeply unfair of him. Sometimes reasonable actions have negative consequences because life is unfair. Uh-huh. You know, so like you just have to decide what what risks you want to take. But honestly, I really think that you just need to— You've given the soft no so many times, you have to give a hard no now. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's time. It's time, boundary-setting time. Yeah. Um, it's clear that nothing's quite taking. Yeah. And uh, you can totally expect Lois to be very upset. And subtweet the absolute shit out of you yep. for many days. That is almost certainly what is going to happen. Yes. As soon as you stick up for yourself at all, Lois is going to take it as a personal offense, be very offended, blah, 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 blah. That's honestly not your problem. It isn't, because you can choose what you say to Lois. Let's talk about what this conversation can look like. And let's talk about the topics that you want to cover should you have this conversation. So the number one thing that you want to make clear is maybe you do have personal beef with Lois, but this situation is not personal. It is the fact that you use Twitter very, very differently. That's such a good starting point. You can literally say that. We use Twitter very differently. I like to keep it light on here. I need my timeline to be lighthearted. It helps me get through the day. We just use it differently. Yeah. Like, I have no beef with you at all. I think you're a good person who uses social media differently than I do. And, you know, I almost said, and it sucks that we only have social media to connect on. Because that's what Lois is going to say. Lois is going to say something like, but if we don't follow each other on Twitter, we're not going to have a relationship. I think that maybe the next step after that is, well, I'd like to do this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for a while. I like don't put a deadline on it. You don't have to make it permanent, but you do need some distance here. Lois is unreasonable. Yes. And it may be that Lois is like, okay, well, I'll check in with you in three months and then you'll follow me again, right? You know, let's cross that bridge when we get there. For now, I think just saying, I need a social media break. Yeah, I need a break. from And from you, make it very clear that you're not taking a social media break like a hiatus yourself. It's... You want to unfollow each other for a while. Yep. And again, totally expect Lois to blow this way out of proportion. People be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's the thing is, like, you have been relentlessly treating this unreasonable person as though they are a reasonable person. 
So over and over again, you've given signals that any reasonable human being, in my opinion, such as muting or not interacting and not saying I love you back and all this, most reasonable people would take a step back and be like, okay, well then maybe not this. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting soft nose. I'm getting cues that this isn't, this isn't a two-way street. Right. And then this conversation with Lois will be uncomfortable and will suck. But what's the other option? The other option is the nuclear attack, which is like, Lois, I fucking hate listening to you on the internet. (laughs) That's it. I blocked you because you're terrible. Yeah. Like, you're not, like, I know you're not going to do that. So, like, this other awkward, uncomfortable thing where you come out being the reasonable person is the better way to go. That's kind of a win for the good guys. You know, like every time you stick up for yourself and you're reasonable, doesn't the world get like shift just the time? Doesn't like a little atom in the air just like something something shifts in the world, I yeah. believe. Uh, and it's going to be hard and it's going to suck. And Lois might say something like, I guess you just hate me or I guess you don't care about me. And uh, you can say that's not true. But you also don't need to get into a big, pulled into a big argument discussion. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at the end of it, you have to stick to your guns. You have to. Oh, you so have to. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, um, oh, oh, Twitter, they did the thing with the unfollow or whatever. Oh, okay, I'll follow you back. Just be like, actually, I meant to unfollow you. It's just been, you know, a lot, and I, and I use Twitter in a different way that you do. This sucks. Like, I wish I could give you a better answer than this because I know that you know this logically. Right. I know that you know the You just answer. don't want to do it. I don't blame you one bit. Who would? Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend ask me recently, like, why didn't you just block that person on Twitter instead of muting them? And I go, honestly, I just don't want to. Muting is just a little easier on my heart in this situation. I don't do a lot of blocking, but I do a fuck ton of muting. Yeah. Like, honestly, adulthood is a series of situations where you compromise, compromise, compromise until you can't take it anymore, and then there's the confrontation. Oh, my God. Which is fine. Sometimes you just don't want to deal with stuff right away, and you need to punt on it, you know? I think the time to punt has ceased, and it is now time for you to do the Hail Mary full yard run. Do the football scoring. Yeah. Baskets. If I were you, what I would do is I would talk to my partner who, it seems like your partner totally is on your side on oh, this. Oh, yeah, I always forgot. I forgot yeah. that the partner's like part of the group. I would say, I would tell my partner, I need you to be my cheerleader today because I'm about to do the thing. I'm going to tell Lois that I need a break. And uh, you need someone consistently going, of course you do, because you do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you might need a reminder. You might need a voice of support going, you did the right thing. Like, you, you are putting up a boundary, and that is okay. You need a break. You need a break. This isn't a tenable friendship. It's not a friendship. You need your partner to give you a high five when you do the difficult thing. Yeah. And I also don't see—here's the other thing. A D&D group is bigger than Lois Bramf partner asker. Right. Where are these other folks? Yeah. There's no way that you're the only one that is muted or soft-blocked, Lois. I think so, too. I do think that you should continue the course of not bringing other people into this problem. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think gossiping or shit-talking Lois at this point won't make it better. But I do think that if you anticipate problems with Brimp and you want to have that off at the pass, if you sent like a little message or a quick email just being like, hey, I'm taking a little break from Lois. We're going to—I just—I can't handle following her right now. It's just a bit too heavy. And I just want you to know, like— well, you know what? I was going to, like, do this whole thing, but, like, fuck it. Why would you need to tell Bramp or explain anything? Right, yeah. He'll probably ask. Yeah, he might ask. He might not even notice. Right. Well, you know what? Bramp might notice because they'll see Lois inevitably subtweeting about you. Yeah. So, in that way, everyone will be clued in. 
But I wouldn't worry about setting the record straight. Yeah. I honestly think people will see another round of subtweets from Lois and be like, okay. I guess this is who yeah. they might next. ask. They might ask. But because of their their tendency to tweet this way, I don't think people will be surprised really. I don't think it'll change your friendship. I think it'll be like, okay, yeah. It happens, okay? This is like this is part of adulthood. Not all of your friends have to be friends. Like, this reminds me of the next evolution of, um, you know, back in the day, like on LiveJournal, where some people use their live journals to talk about their crushes and, like, their secret uh-huh. stuff. And then some people use their live journals for, like, talking about their parents' divorce. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, you don't have to read everybody's live journal. And it was a problem back then as much as it is a problem today, you know? Like, we haven't yet figured out a good solution for this because it's just fucking awkward. Yeah, that's a good point, Trent. There's no, like, precedent for this. There's no easy fix. Like, there's, yeah, there's no easy fix for it. I don't want to see my friend on social media even though I want to see their be their friend still. But it's still a learning experience that I think everybody has to go through. It would shock me if there's a human being on this earth that uses social media and has used social media that didn't have an embarrassing moment or a friendship breakdown that taught them so much about how to use social media and how they want to use it. Like, you're going to be a learning experience in Lois's life that Lois clearly hasn't had yet. Yeah, yeah, maybe in a couple of years from now, Lois will be one of those people like me that deletes their tweets every six months yeah. and worries about every interaction and uh, takes Twitter off their phone sometimes. Yeah. Man, I just— uh, Lois it's gonna... needs an outlet, and they picked Twitter. Lois needs an outfit, uh, outlet, and they picked Twitter. Also, Lois seems to be putting a lot of stock into this old D&D group. Yeah. Also, everyone in this group has, like, okay, let's talk about this, too. Yeah. Like, I'm not surprised that you're still friends with your D&D group. I'm just surprised that years later, that specific group and those people are so connected that if you stop talking to one of them, you're worried about another one not talking how, to you. How clicky is this D&D group? Yeah. How protective are you of it? I brought that up thinking it was weird, but not knowing what to do with this information. Yeah, just you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, go, moving on. Well, good luck. We anyway. did the best we could. <laughs> Jen and Trin, a few months ago, I pulled way back on Facebook for a number of reasons. Didn't like how much of my time I gave to it, and I had trouble managing the impulse to comment on and share every little thing. And even though I generally agree politically with most of my friends, their posts and shares still had me getting angry about the state of things without actionable options for a bigger chunk of my time than I was happy with. So I purged my account. Turned off the ability for folks to post to my wall, and I didn't delete it so I could use Messenger. I am indeed much happier now, but I worry that it's making me a worse friend. The past few months have made clear to me how much some people rely on Facebook to share big life events, which I guess I hoped would make it to me through other channels. News of breakups and engagements don't make it my way until— Breakups and engagements? Engagements don't make it your way until after the fact? That's incredible. How public are breakups, too? Super strange. Okay, anyway, it's only been a few months. I almost missed a friend's birthday party invitation. Well, why are they inviting— Oh, because this person is still on Facebook but is not on Facebook. Yeah, they're like halfway there, living on a prayer. There we go. (laughs) I was unaware of the death of a friend— slash former co-worker's spouse until I asked after him to her face. Oh, boy. doggy. Trin, on the yikes scale, what would you say? That's a... yikes a yikes a scale, 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 on the yikes a scale. 10 out of 10 mega yikes. Congratulations. I don't think we've ever had a 10 out of 10 before. Wow. 
This was particularly awful and the main catalyst for my concerns. What are your thoughts on this? Can you be a good friend if you're ignoring Facebook? Well, first of all, no. <laughs> no, you're terrible. Anyone not on Facebook is automatically a bad friend. It's like, it's like where, how can you even have friends unless they have the designation of also Facebook friends? Yeah, You've got to opt in. No, fuck Facebook. I have been on Facebook in years. Yeah, Facebook is horrifying. It's a shit show. It's it's red state. It's got red state energy. It's got normie energy. It's fucking terrible. It's not good, it's and not good. we support you leaving. Yeah. However, we also think that this is entirely user error. Yeah, something's, something's not working here, and I think it partly the reason might be because you're not actually off of Facebook. You're ignoring Facebook. Right. You, you said you still use Messenger, so that probably means your friends think you're still on Facebook. Yeah, like you're missing things because Out of all of the small details of everybody's life that they have to remember, they're not remembering that you specifically only use Facebook in one way. Yeah. I I mean, no one remembers when that Trin is vegan or that I have no sense of smell. So no one is—and those are two— Weird things. They're Trin, weird. You're a weird vegan. I forget that Jen doesn't have a sense of smell. You guys probably remember better than I do because I ask her about it like every few weeks <laughs> on the podcast. One time I passingly mentioned that I could smell something and someone tweeted at me and said, I thought you didn't have a sense of smell. Wow. Way to keep me honest, people. <laughs> wow. Called out. Fake dragged on news. Twitter. So, okay. Let's figure out what errors you are making. So, one, either get rid of Facebook or don't. Yeah, this this half-assed sh- bullshit yeah. is offensive to me. This, no, it's not. But, well, like, you got to make a decision here. It's a garbage kind of liminal space that you're leaving yourselves in. Like, I, nobody does that but you. <laughs> right. No one, yeah, no one is using Facebook in the way you are, and no one understands that you're doing it. Right. So, okay, either be on Facebook or don't. And, okay, so maybe this is the end of the question. Maybe you're, you're going to get back on Facebook. We don't advocate for that. We think you should just get rid of it cold turkey. What the fuck is Facebook Messenger? Get people's phone numbers. It's fine. Yeah. Emails. You can do phone numbers. There are other ways to talk, and that's really that's really what you have to do, right? Like, you need to find another way of reaching your friends. Right. This is going to come to you. Like, it, it's, it's on you to do this legwork. Um, you need a new communication style, a new channel to get news, because you are going to miss out on stuff. Like, it sounds like you're still getting, like, birthday notifications, kind of, but you're missing birthday invites. Yeah. I don't know. You missed the death of someone, which— That is— I am so sorry for everyone involved in that situation. You are never going to forget that for the rest of your life. Mm-mm. That's going to be the thing that— that when people are like, ah, oh, everyone's so awkward, and you're going to be able to top that. Yeah, yeah. The story. Congratulations. It's bad. But so the reason why Facebook preys upon us so easily is essentially capitalism. It's because it provides this service for our human beings, and our communities, our support networks are so distant and disparate now. They're they're fragmented by our lack of time to have meaningful personal interactions. Okay, I know this sounds very lofty, but it's not. What I'm saying to you is. There's a reason why Facebook has been extremely important to you. And we're not saying like, oh, just like tweet or whatever. Just get on Tumblr. Like what we're saying is you need to actively seek out this information now the way a normal person would have 30 years ago. Oh, right. Yeah, totally. Like ask a coworker about the death of somebody. Yeah, like you have to, are you checking in on your friends? Yeah, maybe you need to check in on your friends a little bit more. Yeah, you might need to text and say, hey, it's been a while. How are you? Right. Like, and when they give an answer, like, listen. And the other thing is, like, the event problem will never go away. Oh, yeah. The, like, how to get event invitations. I mean, you can wave and shout and say, I don't use Facebook for that. Mm-hmm. But 
people will just forget. So if you are half on Facebook, people will still continue to invite you to things. If you're 100% not on Facebook and they don't even have the option to invite you to a thing, they will better know to email you or text you about this. Because right now, I think you're just like, you know, hovering on people's event invites and not responding because you're not on Facebook. So like, this is going to be growing pains. People are going to have to go out of their way to invite you to things now, which is a blessing because how many fewer improv shows and band concerts are you going to be invited to? Things that you would have always hit maybe on anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like people from high school when they have like, I am still on Facebook. I mute like everybody, like I unfollow everybody. And I got this notification that was like, so-and-so's birthday, wish them well. Wish them well? I don't know who the fuck this person is. I think we shared an econ class in eighth grade. Right. So it's like, it's the same thing with birthdays as it is with events. You will not get reminders for like your dear friend's birthday, so you should put it in your calendar. But at the same time, you're not going to have to deal with Elaine, whoever the fuck from Lamont, Illinois' birthday that you met one time at eighth grade prom. <laughs> you know, like, like these, this is the give and take. And, and I think just like we said in the beginning of the episode, these are all consequences of you being half on Facebook. So you either need to go all the way or none of the way. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? I, uh, sometimes when I'm not sober and I'm on Facebook, I don't really post Never great. post. But sometimes I'll I'll go have a little thought experiment. What? And I'll be like, what if Elaine Rosemont, Illinois, what if I did go to her improv? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that too. What if I got on the blue line, ticket to Rosemont, bought a ticket at the door to her <laughs> improv show and was like, hey. What's up? I haven't seen you Do in you a while. remember me? I'm Banks now. Oh, yeah. I'm also 18 years older. <laughs> hey, you and invited me. I never, I said I was going to be there. That's incredible. One time I got a Facebook invite to a wedding of one of my coworkers, and I was like, this can't be. Wait, wait, a wedding? Yeah, A yeah. wedding invitation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was um, when I was just about to grad- graduate college. So I was a waitress in a pizza place, and one of the fellow waitresses invited me to her wedding over Facebook. And I was like, and it I don't know. I think you've got to be somewhat close to a person before you go to their wedding. I, th- I think so. Right? So uh, th- here's how this went down. <laughs> so she invited, it looks like she, in- it looked like she invited all of her Facebook friends. Like, m- like maybe on accident, maybe on purpose or whatever. But I just didn't respond at all because I was like, this has to be some kind of like weird mistake. I've only worked with this person for a few months. Like we, I work part time. We barely interact. So it, it was a combination of, she was mad that people weren't responding on Facebook. <laughs> but then, like, the week of the wedding, everybody was going, and there was, like, 180 people who said yes or, or something. So, like, there was a whole big kerfuffle. I actually don't know how it worked out because, like I said, we were never close. Wow. But, yeah. Anyway, you won't get any of those anymore. That is that is amazing that people were like, is this real? Is like, this a mistake? Dick? Like yeah. the face Facebook created all the con- did you hear I almost called it the Facebook? It's the Facebook. The, that was what it was originally called. Mark Zuckerberg's uh live journal account was called Zuck on it. So oh. if you ever needed yet another reason to leave Facebook, there it is. I just like I hate it. I like hate my it. my partner only logs onto Facebook to see his sister's birthdays because he has like twelve sisters. <laughs> but it's like how much easier would it be if you just put the fucking information in a calendar. In a ca- Google Cal. Like a person. Anyway. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is all to say that the ease of interaction that you get from Facebook is a double-edged sword. 
So you left because you were tired of being reminded about everybody's problems. <laughs> Understandably. A hundred percent understandable. But the issue is like now you're going to get too little information. So again, this sucks, but you just have to choose whether you're full in or all out. This is it's like that that folk tale, fairy tale that's like with three bears. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, Goldilocks? I've never heard of it. The the th- really? Yes, you have. Curly blonde hair and the three no. orsine <laughs> mammals? <laughs> Are you having a stroke? No, I, I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just pulling you You really leg. sold that. I'm just pulling you I was leg. like, ah, wait, Trin doesn't, what? <laughs> I, t- I actually took a couple fairy tales courses in college. Oh, that's cool. So you're familiar <laughs> with Goldilocks? No. Yes, I am. <laughs> so you need the the little the middle bear. Yeah. Well, no, no, you need not the little bear. Well, you isn't need... middle bear? I want some information, but not all the information. But you can't have it. Yeah, you can't. Middle it's bears, not possible. Middle, you middle bear is dead. A hundred percent. Okay. Here's here's the thing. It's it's the it's the, the Goldilocks and three bears, except all of the middle bears stuff is ruined. <laughs> Okay. There's no middle bear option. You either get the tiny ass bed and the cold oatmeal or the giant ass bed and the oatmeal that burns you like fucking lava. So which one do you want? Which one you want? <laughs> the oatmeal is social media. I like this metaphor. And I you have heard of it. You know a lot about it. You remember the oatmeal detail. So this is, this is what I'm trying to say. Life is hard. It's unfair. There is no perfectly soft bed. There is no perfectly temperature. Everything gets worse all the time. Everything gets worse all the time. So either suck it up and eat cold-ass oatmeal or, like, deal with blowing on your hot oatmeal forever. This has been Friendship (laughs) (laughs) with Jen and Trin. Do you think that's it? Should we wrap this? Because I feel like that's it. Like, the problem is that they're half on Facebook. Yeah, they're half on Facebook, and it's not working. Yeah. So get the fuck off. Leave. I want you to do what I cannot. Get off Facebook. I want you to I want you to get off of Facebook because I've been having a full life outside of Facebook. Yeah. And I will tell you something, it feels just a little less awful. Like, you know, when you do, just make little changes. Like, oh, I, I gave up Amazon Prime or I did this right. and this. You, know, you feel just a little bit less awful, like you're giving less data to the Russians. I don't know how else to No, I understand. It's, a, it's like a little little lift. It's yeah. a little bit like, okay, that's one less terrible thing I'm doing right. by existing. Like the the lightness of existence that I feel not being on Facebook is something that I deeply wish for you to have. Do I forget my friends' birthdays? All the fucking time. Have my friends ever given a shit? Zero times. Yeah, that's a good point. Most adults aren't aren't crazy about their birthdays. Some are. Yeah, and like two out of the four birthdays that I care about were on 9-11. So I'm fine. <laughs> You're I'll never, never gonna forget, forget that. You're n- <laughs> <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. You cannot find us on Facebook. If you would like to email us a question, you can at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Monica Burma. Thank you to Molly Lewis. Thank you to Lord Gallagher. Thank you to Ian Parman. Thank you to Alex Cox. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Wait, so we say it, life is uncertain. Don't sip. No, 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 we had to do it together. Okay. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Hey, ready? Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Life is uncertain. Oh, are we saying it no, together? No, you're doing the first part, okay. and then we're doing the end together. <laughs> <laughs> so 
is really important. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Ian, make that work. Yeah. Good luck with that one. 